place, a new home for a while. Let me feel alive. Nothing to hold me back. Take my time, just enjoy the ride. A new man passing by. Life is good, best I've ever felt. Get me up, so in it. Satan strives to alienate people from God. God directs every event in people's lives. God can be trusted even when his ways are beyond people's ability to understand. God never leaves his people even when they suffer. Bad things can happen to good people. So the story of Job. All right, so here's a little summary. The book of Job. I don't know if I just said Job or Job, but it's Job. I'm pretty sure. It's Job. J-O-B. Okay. The book of Job tells the story of an upright man whose life is overthrown. Job is a good man with a good life, and yet God permits Satan to take it all away. Job loses everything, his riches, his children, and his health, everything but his loyalty to God. Clues from the book suggest that Job lived sometime during the era of the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, possibly in Edom, east of the Dead Sea. But no matter when or where Job lived, his story invites all readers to ponder the universal human experience of suffering. In the story, we see Job's friends trying to empathize with him, but their speeches always end in accusations 
Various passages in the Old Testament, Testament, sorry, um, correctly teach that if you sin, then you will suffer. Deuteronomy 30, 16 through 18, Proverbs 11, 21. Job's friends, however, turn this teaching on its head. They argue that if you are suffering, then you must have sinned. Job's orde- um, ordeal shows how their assumption is wrong. Job's story also illustrates the limits of human understanding. In chapter 1, Job is unaware of the conversations happening in the celestial court between God and Satan that will append his life. When God finally speaks to Job near the end of the book, God um, doesn't answer Job's questions about why he is suffering. We, like Job, often don't fully know what God is doing behind the scenes of our lives or why. In the end, Job comes to trust that God still loves him and cares for him. Um, Despite his suffering, trusting in God's love turns out to be a um, better comfort than getting all the answers we think we need. Um, The book closes with God restoring Job's health and riches and blessing him with more children. This serves as a reminder that suffering is temporary. Though it might seem endless at the time, and that the God who permitted calamity can and will bring healing and blessing. As James says in the New Testament, you have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. That's in James 5, 11. <clears throat> All right, so Job is written in a style of ancient Hebrew known as wisdom literature. Rather than dealing directly with Israel's history, wisdom literature like Job, Psalms, Proverbs, reflects on universal themes and overarching questions that are relevant for all people in all places. The beginning and the end of Job are written in prose. Job 1, 1 through 2, and 13, 42, 7 through 17, with everything in between written in poetry. The key verse is... The Lord gave, and the, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. Job 1, 21. Okay. So, now I'm just going to read a couple interesting things I found. Okay, so mm, mm, mm. Okay, Job. Um I found this on Pinterest. So it says Job type of Christ at the top. And then um it has like a man sitting with his head down. And he's, he looks really sad. But anyways, the... Here, I don't know. I'm just going to read what I see here. Both had everything. Both lost everything. Both were tempted by Satan. Both were falsely accused of being, a, of being sinners. Both suffered through, did nothing wrong. Both remained faithful to God. Both were blessed more abundantly in the end. Okay, so mm, Okay. Job's many afflictions. So affliction on Job's household and property 
Theft of oxen, donkeys, and camels. Uh-oh. Murder of servants. Burning of sheep and servants. That sounds terrible. Death of sons and daughters by a collapsed house. Um, afflictions of um, Job's mind and spirit. Misery, bitterness, longing for death, hopelessness, broken spirit, lack of peace and rest, meaningless existence, sleeplessness, frightening dreams, terrifying visions, shame and fear of God's terror, torment, scorn, and hostility from everyone, shattered plans, alienation by his wife, relatives, friends, guests, and servants. Loss of dignity. Affliction to Job's body. Painful sores over his entire body. Broken. Um, festering. Black and peeling skin with worms and scabs. That sounds fun. Gaunt body. Red face from weeping. Dark shadows around the eyes. Unending pain. Fever. All right, so mm -hmm. all right, so um, so it has like little summaries of each chapter in the book. I found this on Pinterest, but they didn't do summaries of chapters one through twelve. But I, but it does have it through. Chapters, um, oh, my throat hurts so much. I'm so sorry. It's hard for me to talk today. That's why I'm, like, talking really, like, slow. <laughs> okay. So, I have 13 through 38. Okay, I'll read a couple of them. Okay. Okay. There will always be... Okay, this is chapter 13. There will always be those who question your Christian walk. How do you handle those types of situations? <clears throat> chapter 14. Everything in this world has an end, yet... We have the assurance that through our salvation, even our earthly death, is not the end. How do these words of truth bring you comfort? Chapter 15. Everyone's Christian walk looks different. Because of this, there will always be those who question your actions. How can you break this trend by... Um, being an encouragement to fellow Christians um, who may um, be going through the same kind of judgment. Chapter 16, Job is realizing he has surrounded himself with those who are not compassionate and who are unwilling to provide comfort. Do you have relationships like this in your own life? Chapter 17, Job is feeling as though all the people in his life have turned their backs on him. Has there been a relationship in your life that you have felt as though the person turned their back on you? How did you overcome the hurt? Um. Chapter 18. Bill Dodd originally started out trying to be a, oh my gosh my cat looks so bored bill oh bill dodd originally started out trying to be an encouragement however he has lost his patience has and has become yet another discouragement name a time when you stumbled at 
sorry, at, <coughs> uh, at encouraging someone and instead became a discouragement. Hmm. Chapter 19. Even though Job is discouraged, he takes comfort in the fact that his Redeemer um, lives. How does remembering this bring you comfort in your own day of struggles? Okay. Chapter 20. The life and pleasures of the wicked is temporary. Sin ruins feelings of joy and happiness. How can you ensure that this simple truth doesn't play out in your own life? Chapter 21. Sometimes it is e um, easy to get discouraged when you feel as though the wicked are prospering. In what ways can you remain focused on God instead of on how others are benefiting from wrongful actions? Chapter 22. Have you ever been in the midst of a spiritual battle and had friends make accusations about your relationship with God being the issue? If so, how did you respond to the accusations? Okay. Um, chapter 22. Job knew that God was working on him through these trials. He did not doubt God. When you're faced with trials, how do you keep your faith strong and remain close to the Lord? Chapter 24. Job's friends tried to say he was being punished because he was being wicked. But Job's response reminds them that God's judgments aren't always seen. How have you seen this be true throughout your life? Mm -hmm. Okay. Chapter 25. God is so much more than we could ever imagine, and we could never compare to him. How do you keep in mind the holiness of God versus the sinful human nature of yourself? Um, chapter 26. God's ways most certainly are higher than our ways. What power of God have you seen in your life that left you speechless and in awe of him? Chapter 27. Job refuses to speak out against his friends who spoke out against him because of his um, integrity. How have you kept your integrity with friends that have spoken out against you? Chapter 28. In order to gain wisdom and understanding, we must fear the Lord and depart from evil. What steps are you taking to pursue wisdom and understanding in your life? <clears throat> chapter 29 Job walked with the Lord and touched the lives of many in his lifetime and beyond how has Job's testimony impacted your life chapter 30 Job served the Lord and others faithfully but trials still came his way how or have you had a similar experience if so in what ways did you continue growing in the Lord throughout the process Chapter 31. <coughs> Excuse me. Job speaks out to clear himself from the false accusations of his friends. If you were in Job's situation, how would you have attempted to clear your name and still give glory to God as Job did? Chapter 32. Uh, what's that? Elihu 
waited until the elder friends of Job spoke before speaking. He chose to honor them in this way. Do you take time to listen to what your spiritual elders have to say before you speak? Elihu recognizes God's grace, mercy, and meditation for those who have sinned. How have you experienced God's grace and mercy in your life? Elihu spoke kindly and pointed to God, his character and his ways, while speaking to Job of his heirs. When someone approaches you and points to God throughout their correction, how do you receive them? Living through trials can cause us to say things we don't mean or that we regret later. How have you responded through the midst of trials in your life? Do you have any regrets and what can you learn from them? Often our trials will not conclude until we've learned the lesson. So, so true. God, the lesson God has for us. Are you in a trial right now? What lesson is God teaching you through it? When we consider the wonders of God, we realize how truly insufficient we are without him in our lives. How can you keep God first in your life to help you remain humble? When God steps in to correct us, he often reminds us of how little we truly know. Has God attempted to correct you recently? If so, in what way and how have you responded? Yeah, sometimes. Like Job 2. Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came, came also among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said unto Satan, From whence comest thou? And Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God, and escheweth, and escheweth evil, and still he holdeth fast his integrity? Although thou move movedest me against him to destroy him without seas. And Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, yea, all that a man hath will he give for his life. But put forth thine hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, he is in thine hand, but save his life. <clears throat> so went Satan forth from the presence of the Lord and smote Job with sore boils from the sole of his foot unto his crown. And he took him a post herd to scrape himself withal, and he sat down among the ashes. Then said his wife unto him, Dost thou still retain thine integrity? Curse God and die? But he said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God? And shall we not receive evil? And all this did not Job sin with his lips. His friends. Now when Job's three friends heard of all this evil that was that came upon him that was come upon him they came every one from his own place Elif, Eliphaz the team the Temanite the Bildad the Shuhite and Zophar the Namathite for they had made an appointment together to come to mourn with him and to comfort him and when they lifted up their eyes afar off and knew him not, they lifted up their voice and wept. And they rent every one his mantle and sprinkled dust upon their heads towards heaven, toward heaven. 
So they sat down with him upon the ground seven days and seven nights, and none spake a word unto him, for they saw that his grief was very great. Job 3. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. The debate. Job's outburst. After this opened Job his mouth and cursed his day, and Job spake and said, Let the day perish wherein I was born, and the night in which it was said, There is a man child conceived. Let that day be darkness. Let not God regard it from above, neither let the light shine upon it. Let darkness and the shadow of death stain it. Let a cloud dwell upon it. Let the blackness of the day terrify it. As for that night, let darkness seize upon it. Let it not be joined unto the days of the year. Let it not come into the number of the months. Lo, let the night be solitary. Let no joyful voice come therein. Let them curse it that curse the day. Who are ready to raise up their morning? Let the stars of the twilight thereof be dark. Let it look for light, but have none. Neither let it see the dawning of the day, because it shut not up the doors of my mother's womb, nor hid sorrow from mine eyes. Why died I not from the womb? Why did I not give up the ghost when I came out of the belly? Why did the knees prevent me? Or why the breast that I should suck? For now, should I have lain still and been quiet? I should have slept. Then had I been at rest with kings and counselors of the earth, which built desolate places for themselves, or with princes that had gold, who filled their houses with silver, or as a hidden, untimely birth, I had not been as infants which never saw light. There the wicked cease from troubling, and there the weary be at rest. There the prisoners rest together. They hear not the voice of the oppressor. The small and great are there, and the servant is free from his master. Wherefore is light given to him that is in misery, and life unto the bitter in soul which long for death, but it cometh not, and dig for it more than for hid treasures, which rejoice exceedingly, and are glad when they can find the grave? Why is light given to a man whose way is hid, and whom God hath hedged in? For my sighing cometh before I eat, and my roarings are poured out like the waters. For the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me, and that which I was afraid of is come unto me. I was not in safety, neither had I rest, neither was I quiet, yet trouble came. Eliphaz speaks. Then Eliphaz, the Temanite, answered and said, if we essay to commune with thee, will thou be grieved? But who can withhold himself from speaking? Behold, thou hast instructed many, and thou hast strengthened the weak hands. Thy words have upholden him that was falling, and thou hast strengthened the feeble knees. But now it is come upon thee, and thou faintest. It toucheth thee, and thou art troubled. It, er, is not this thy fear, thy confidence, thy hope, and the uprightness of thy ways? Remember, I pray thee, who ever perished, being innocent? Or where were the righteous cut off? Even as I have seen, they that plow inequity and sow wickedness reap the same. By the blast of God they perish. And by the breath of his nostrils are they consumed. 
the roaring of the lion and the voice of the fierce lion. And the teeth of the young lions are broken. The old lion perish, perisheth for lack of prey. And the stout lion's whelps are scattered abroad. Now a thing was secretly brought to me, and mine ear received a little thereof. In thoughts from the visions of the night, when deep sleep falleth on men. Fear came upon me and trembling, which made all my bones to shake. Then a spirit passed before my face. The hair of my flesh stood up. It stood still, but I could not discern the form thereof. An image was before mine eyes. There was silence, and I heard a voice saying, Shall mortal man be more just than God? Shall a man be more pure than his maker? Behold, he put no trust in his servants, and his angels he charged with folly. How much less in them that dwell in the houses of clay, whose foundation is in the dust, which are crushed before the moth. They are destroyed from morning to evening. They perish forever without any regarding it. Doth not their excellency, which is in them, go away? They die even without wisdom. Oh, I like that last sentence. Or verse. That's good. Okay. <clears throat> Job 5. Call now if there be any that will answer thee. And to which of the saints will thou turn? For wrath killeth the foolish man, and envy slayeth the silly one. <laughs> I have seen the foolish taking root, but suddenly I cursed his habitation. His children are far from safety, and they are crushed in the gate. <sighs> Neither is there any to deliver them, whose harvest the hungry eateth up and taketh it even out of, the, out of the thorns. And the robber swalloweth up their substance, although affliction cometh not forth of the dust. <clears throat> Neither doth trouble spring out of the ground, yet man is born unto trouble as the sparks fly upward. I would seek unto God, and unto God would I commit my cause, which doeth great things and unsearchable, marvelous things without number, who giveth rain upon the earth, and sandeth waters upon the fields, to set up on high those that be low, that those which mourn may be exalted to safety. He disappointed, he disappointed the devices of the crafty so that their hands cannot perform their enterprise. He taketh the wise in their own craftiness and the counsel of the froward is carried headlong. They meet with darkness in the daytime and grope in the noonday as in the night. But he saveth the poor from the sword, from their mouth, and from the hand of the mighty. So the poor hath hope, and inequity stopped, stoppeth her mouth. Behold, happy is the man whom God correcteth. Therefore despise not thou the chastening of the Almighty. For he maketh sore and bindeth up. He woundeth and his hands make whole. He shall deliver thee in six troubles. Yea, in seven there shall no evil touch thee. In famine he shall redeem thee from death. And in war from the power of the sword, thou shalt be hid from the scourge of the tongue. Neither shall thou be afraid of destruction when it cometh. At destruction and famine, thou shalt laugh. 
neither shall thou be afraid of the beasts of the earth. For thou shalt be in league with the stones of the field, and the beasts of the field shall be at peace with thee. And thou shalt know that they, er, thou shalt know thy tabernacle shall be in peace, and thou shalt visit thy habitation, and shalt not sin. Though thou shalt know also that thy seed shall be great, and thine offering as the grass of the earth, thou shalt come to thy grave in a full age, like as a shock of corn cometh in his season. Lo this, we have searched it, so it is. Hear it and know thou it for thy good. Oh, I highlighted it all in bright pink, and I can't even read it. Ooh. Okay. Sorry. Okay. <clears throat> Job 6. Sorry. Okay. But Job answered and said, Oh, that my grief were thoroughly weighed. Thoroughly weighed. And my calamity laid in the balances together. For now it would be heavier than the sand of the sea. Therefore my words are swallowed up. For the arrows of the Almighty are within me. The poison whereof drinketh up my spirit. The tares of God do set themselves in array against me. Doth the wild ass bray when he hath grass? Or loweth the ox over his um, fodder? Can that which is unsavory be eaten without salt? Or is there any taste in the white of an egg? The things that my soul refused to touch are as my sorrowful meat. Oh, that I might have my request, and that God would grant me the thing that I long for. Even that it would please God to destroy me, that he would let loose his hand and cut me off. Then should I yet have comfort. Yea, I would harden myself in sorrow. Let him not spare, for I have not concealed the words of the Holy One. What is my strength that I should hope? And that is mine end, that I should prolong my life. Is my strength the um, strength of stones? Or is my flesh of brass? Is not my help in me? And is wisdom driven quiet from me? To him that is afflicted, pity should not be shewed. From his friend, but he forsaketh the fear of the Almighty. My brethren have dealt deceitfully as a brook, and as the stream of brooks they pass away, <clears throat> which are blackish by re um, reason of the ice, and wherein the snow is hid. What time they wax warm, they vanish. When it is hot, they are consumed out of their place. <clears throat> the the paths of their way are turned aside. They go to nothing and perish. The troops of um, Tima looked. The companies of the Sh of Sheba waited for them. They were confounded because they had hoped. They came thither and were ashamed. For now ye are nothing. Ye see my casting down, and are afraid. Did I say, bring unto me? Or give a reward for me of your substance? Or deliver me from the enemy's hand? Or redeem me from the land of the Almighty? T 
teach me and I will hold my tongue and cause me to understand wherein I have erred. <clears throat> How forcible are right words. But what doth your arguing reprove? Do ye imagine to reprove words? And the um, speechless of one that is desperate, which are as wind, yea, ye overwhelm the fatherless, and ye dig a pit for your friend. Now therefore, be content, look upon me, for it is evident unto you if I lie. Return, I pray you, let it not be inequity. Yea, return again, my righteousness is in it. Is there inequity in my tongue? Cannot my taste discern perverse things? Job 7 is there not an appointed time to man upon earth? Are not his days also like the days of, a, of, of an hireling? As a servant earnestly desireth the shadow, and as a hireling looketh for the reward of his work, so am I made to possess months of vanity, and wearisome nights are appointed to me. When I lie down, I say, when shall I arise and the night be gone? And I am full of tossings to and fro under the dawning of the day. My flesh is clothed with worms and clods of dust. My skin is broken and become loathsome. My days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle and are spent without hope. Oh, remember that my life is wind. Mine eye shall no more see good. The eye of him that hath seen me shall see me no more. Thine eyes are upon me, and I am not. Hmm. Ooh. Oh, yep. As the, sorry, as the cloud is consumed and vanisheth away, so he that goeth down to the grave shall come up no more. He shall return no more to his house, neither shall his place know him any more. Therefore, I will not refrain my mouth. I will speak in the anguish of my spirit. I will complain in the bitterness of my soul. Oh, am I a sea or a whale that thou settest a watch over me? When I say my bed shall comfort me, my couch shall ease my complaint. Then thou scarest me with dreams and terrifiest me through visions. So that my soul chew the um, strangling and death rather than my life. I loathe it. I would not live all way. Let me alone for my days are vanity. Oh, I like that line. I'm going to save it. What is man that thou shouldest magnify him, and that thou shouldest set thine heart upon him, and that thou shouldest visit him every morning, and try him every moment? How long wilt thou not depart from me? I have sinned. What shall I do unto thee, O thou preserver of men? Why hast thou set me as a mark against thee, so that I am a burden to myself? And why dost thou not pardon my transgression and take away my inequity? For now shall I sleep in the dust, and thou shalt seek me in the morning.
but I shall not be. That is beautiful. Bildad's speech. Then answered Bildad the Shuhite and said, How long will thou speak these things? And how long shall the words of thy mouth be like a strong wind? Doth God pervert judgment? Or doth the Almighty pervert justice? If thy children have sinned against him, and he have cast them away for their transgression, if thou wouldest seek unto God be times, and make thy supplication to the Almighty, if thou were pure and upright, surely now he would awake for thee, and make the habitation of thy righteousness prosperous. Though thy beginning was small, yet thy um, latter end shall be greatly increased. That's like um, one of the main like points. Or like the what happens in the book. Okay, anyways. For inquire, I pray thee, of the former age, and prepare thyself to the search of their fathers, for we are but of yesterday and know nothing, because our days upon earth are a shadow. Shall not they teach thee and tell thee, and utter words out of their heart? Can the rush grow up without mire? Can the flag grow without water, while it is yet in his gre greenness and not cut down? It with thereof before any other herb. So are the paths of all that forget God, and the hypocrite's hope shall perish. Whose hope shall be cut off, and whose trust shall be a spider's web? He shall lean upon his house, but it shall not stand. He shall hold it fast, but it shall not endure. He is green before the sun, and his branch shooteth forth in his garden. His roots are wrapped about the heap and seeth the place of stones. If he destroy him from his place, then it shall deny him, saying, I have not seen thee. Behold, this is the joy of his way, and out of the earth shall others grow. Behold, God will not cast away a perfect man, Neither will he help the evildoers till he fill thy mouth with laughing and thy lips with rejoicing. They that hate thee shall be clothed with shame and the dwelling place of the wicked shall come to naught. Job 9, Job's reply. Then Job answered and said, I know it is so of a truth, but how should man be just with God? If he will contend with him, he cannot answer him one of a thousand. He is wise in heart and mighty in strength. Who hath hardened himself against him and hath pr prospered? Which removeth the mountains and they know not? Which overturneth them in his anger? which shaketh the earth out of her place, and the pillars thereof tremble, which commanded the sun and which removeth the mountains and they know not, which overturneth them in his anger, which shaketh the earth out of her place, and the pillars thereof tremble, which commanded the sun and, is, and it riseth not, and sealeth up the stars, which alone spreadeth out the heavens, and treadeth upon the waves of the sea, which maketh Arcturus, Orion, and Pleiades, Pleiades, and the chambers of the south, which doeth great things past finding out, yea, and wonders without number. Lo, he goeth by me, and I see him not. He passeth on also, but I perceive him not. Behold, he taketh away, who can hinder him? Who will say unto him, what, do, what doest thou? If God will not withdraw his anger, 
The proud helpers do stoop under him. How much less shall I answer him? And choose out of my words to reason with him. Whom thou I were righteous, yet would I not answer? But I would make supplication to my judge. If I had called, and he had answered me. Yet would I not believe that he had hearkened unto my voice? For he breaketh me with a tempest, and multiplieth my wounds without cause. He will not suffer me to take my breath, but filleth me with bitterness. If I speak of strength, lo, he is strong. And if of judgment, who shall set me a time to plead? If I justify myself, mine own mouth shall condemn me. If I say I am perfect, it shall also prove me perverse. Though I were perfect, yet would I not know my soul. I would despise my life. This is one thing, therefore I said it. He destroyeth the perfect and the wicked. If the scourge slay suddenly, he will laugh at the trial of the innocent. The earth is given into the hand of the wicked. He covereth the faces of the judges thereof. If not, where and who is he? Now my days are swifter than a post. They flee away, they see no good. They are passed away as the swift ships, as the eagle that hasteth to the prey. If I say I will forget my complaint, I will leave off my heaviness and comfort myself. I am afraid of all my sorrows. I know that thou will not hold me innocent. If I be wicked, why then labor I in vain? If I wash myself with snow water and make my hands never so clean, yet shall thou plunge me in the ditch? In mine own clothes shall abhor, abhor me, for he is not a man as I am, that I should answer him. And, he, and we should come together in judgment. Neither is there any daysman betwixt us that might lay his hand upon us both. Let him take away his rod away from let him take his rod away from me, and let not his fear terrify me. Then would I speak and not fear him, but it is not so with me. Job ten <coughs> Excuse me. My soul is weary of my life. I will leave my complaint upon myself. I will speak in the bitterness of my soul. I will say unto God, do not condemn me. Shew me wherefore thou contentest with me. Is it good unto, that, unto thee that thou shouldest oppress, that thou shouldest despise the work of thine hands and shine upon the counsel of the wicked? Hast thou eyes of flesh? Or seest thou as man see? Are thy days as the days of man? Are thy years as man's days? That thou inquirest after mine inequity and searchest after my sin? Thou knowest that I am not wicked. And there is none that can deliver out of thine hand. Thine hands have made me and fashioned me. Together round about, yet thou dost destroy me. Remember, I beseech thee, that thou hast made me as the clay. And wilt will thou bring me into dust again? Hast thou not poured me out as milk, and curdled me like cheese? Thou hast clothed me with skin and flesh, and hast fenced me with bones and sinews. Sinus, thou hast granted me life and favor, and thy visitation hath preserved my spirit. And these things hast thou hid in thine heart. I know that this is with thee. If I sin, then thou markest me, and thou wilt not acquire me from mine inequity. If I be wicked, woo unto me, and if I be righteous, yet will I not lift up my head. I am full of confusion. 
Therefore, see thou mine affliction. For it increaseth. Thou huntest me as a fierce lion, and again thou shewest thyself marvelous upon me. Thou renewest thy witnesses, witnesses against me, and increaseth thine indignation upon me. Changes in war are against me. Wherefore, then hast thou brought me forth out of the womb? Oh, that I had given up the ghost, and no eye had seen me. I should have been as though I had not been. I should have been carried from the womb to the grave. Are not my ways few? Seize then, and let me alone, that I may take comfort a little before I go, once I shall not return even to the land of darkness and the shadow of death. A land of darkness is darkness itself, and of the shadow of death without any order, and where the light is as darkness. Wow. That is so beautiful. All right, well, um, I'm going to add more to this podcast later. I'm going to finish the, um, reading the chapter and I'll just like add it onto the episode when I get to it, but, um, that's Job, um, it's way longer than I thought, I thought it was, like, a short chapter, but, um, it's not, um, so, or book, sorry, so anyways, um, yeah, come back to this episode if you want to hear more. (laughs) <laughs> if anyone wants to hear me read it, probably no one, but okay, um, that's all for now, be well, take care. A new home for a while, let me feel alive Nothing to hold me back, take my time, just enjoy the ride A new man passing by, life is good, best I've ever felt Get me up, so new, somewhere I can find myself I know I'll be okay Cause I find my way